Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tea Time with Liz. How is everyone doing tonight? It is Monday, and I'm so excited to be here live with you. Um, go ahead and share tag a friend. Um, also, let us know where you're tuning in from so we can shout you out. Um, we thank you for taking time. Shout out to all the replay players as well. Thank you for tuning in and watching the replay. Well, I'm excited for tonight because we are going to get deep into our season three where we are talking about worth. And it's actually going to be a two-part um, series. Um, so we're going to get part one tonight. And then um, on the second Tuesday of March, March 8th, we will do our part two. So we meet every Monday, every other Monday, excuse me, at 730. All right. Every other Monday at 730. Um, I hope you all, like I said, had an amazing Monday. Um, I don't have any more tea time announcements, <laughs> so we're going to get into it. But like I said, I hope you had a great start or having a great start. Um, I do have one more. Sorry, I forgot. I need you all to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you haven't done so yet, um, you will find it on YouTube under Tea Time with Liz Clark. So go ahead and subscribe if you miss season two or even one, you will find all of those episodes there. So you can catch up on all the tea. All right. And also, if you haven't liked us here on Facebook, or if you haven't followed us on Instagram, that's what IG stands for. <laughs> um, you want to go ahead and do so. So you can get all the tea. Um, later tonight, I will be posting our weekly affirmation so that we can continue to speak life into ourselves. All right. All right. Now for real, I don't have any more tea time announcements that so we're going to get into this tea tonight. So like I said, tonight is going to be about um, uh, being good enough. Um, so it's going to be part one. Um, and, you know, this is a Christian platform. So we are definitely going to reference the Bible a little bit. Um, I'll definitely try to make it easy for you to understand um, because I know it can be very complicated at times. Right. And so, um, like I said, um, if you miss the introduction to this season um, when I was talking about what is worth and how do we find our worth and how do we find ourselves even worthy um, <laughs> to receive anything. Um, and a lot of times we um, we dumb ourselves down. We, we don't value who and what we are and who God has created us to be. And so I thought tonight we would talk about um, two women, but we're only going to talk about one of them. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk eventually talk about two women, two sisters at that. Um, Leah. Um, and whoops, let me put that back up. We're going to talk about Leah um, more or less tonight. Um, and then we'll get into Rachel. Um, Leah represents, um, like I said, being good enough. Um, and if you haven't tuned into um, any of the other tea times, you will um, find me talking about Leah a lot because I definitely connected with Leah um, on several occasions um, in my life. God has definitely showed um, her to me um, as an example of what he can do and what he can set you free from. Um, and what we go through is not uncommon at that, right? 
Um, and then we're going to talk about Rachel, like I said, um, the second week of March, um, and that's going to be part two. And I'm going to talk about um, the pretty girl syndrome, <laughs> something I totally made up. Okay, <laughs> so don't be in the comments coming after me, but. Um, it's, it's definitely something that I've heard from others and even somewhat now have experienced myself knowing that, um, I am beautiful inside and out. And when you walk in that confidence, sometimes, um, the beauty part of us gets, um, complicated to handle um, because sometimes that's all people see. That's all people want, um. And so then you begin to feel as though, are you even more than that? So that's going to be part two. But tonight, like I said, we're going to talk about Leah. Um, so let's get into that. So grab your tea, grab your water, your notebooks, your tissues, whatever you need <laughs> and settle in for this great conversation. Um, so, hey, Miss Lauren. <laughs> hello, hello. Um, so, um, like I said, you will find Leah in the book of Genesis and also Rachel um, in chapter 29. Um, I encourage you um, to find a Bible version that you can um, understand Um but also um, I'm old school, so keep the King James version next to it just in case something gets missed or doesn't add up, okay? Um, that's the only warning I'm going to put out there. But um, majority of the time, those other uh, versions are pretty, pretty self-explanatory um, and can give you a deeper understanding, okay? So um, Leah and her sister were described differently. Um, and it wasn't necessarily by character, but it was by the way they looked. Um, you will find that they described Leah as tender-eyed. Um, and so back then, basically, they were saying that, you know, she didn't really add up to the beauty of what society would call beautiful. Um, she didn't fall in line, <laughs> um, as being one of those pretty girls, um, because, um, I, I'm, I'm assuming she had a flaw, um, maybe with her eyes or the way her eyes were shaped. Um, like I said, it wasn't receptive to the culture. Um, and so they put this label on her, right? And so um, in the next couple of verses, you will find that they described Rachel. Rachel was described as beautiful and well-fared. Um, she basically, um, you know, gravitated people to her by her beauty, um, which understands the whole story of how this all came about because um, Rachel was being sought after to be a wife um, by Jacob. Um, and then they also had a father named Laban. So um, Laban said, yeah, you can have my daughter, Rachel. Um, we just need you to serve for seven years, you know, to kind of pay um, that debt and um, she's all yours. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and pay my debts and, um, you know, do what I got to do. And then um, she'll be my wife. Um, then come to find out like, okay, y'all, this Bible thing, it's real good. I promise you it's real good because um, what stuff happens today <laughs> definitely happens in the Bible. Um, so we all have heard about catfishing. <laughs> We've all seen it. We've all even watched the show, I'm sure of. Um, this was a catfish situation in the Bible. Um, so 
he wanted Rachel, he saw Rachel, but when it came down to the wedding, he didn't get Rachel. He woke up to who? He woke up to Leah. He woke up to a whole nother woman, a woman that he did not desire, a woman he did not want. And so Laban, um, he, he get, obviously Jacob's mad. <laughs> um, so he goes to Laban like, listen, I didn't serve for her. I served for Rachel. Um, what's really going on here? And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you <laughs> the fine print um, that, you know, according to our culture, the older daughter has to go first. So um, you're going to have to uh, serve another seven years if you want um Rachel. And so he's like, that's fine. But he did still give uh, Rachel ahead of time. Um, so that's kind of the gist or the summary of the story. Like I said, read about it. But the pieces I want to talk about is now knowing kind of Leah's background, you can see why um, some of her comments in that chapter as well, when she starts to produce children um, and how she feels um, began to be betrayed. Um, because first she's dealing with a father who doesn't value her. Um, he doesn't value her feelings. He doesn't value, um, you know, this whole situation. Um, and, you know, I'm sure probably back in that time, you know, women couldn't really say much um, or, or fight um, up against, you know, what is being told to them. But I'm sure deep inside, if she had enough strength to, um, that she would find herself worthy enough to say, Hey, you know what? I, I believe I can find a husband or I can be found, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Um, and so I don't want to trick, um, this man into um, something he doesn't want. Um, but I'm sure because of the label that has been put on her, her low self-esteem, um, she fell and, and dealt with the manipulation. So let's pause there for a second. Let's talk about it. How many of us have been labeled? How many of us feel that as though we are flawed? How many of us feel as though we are not good enough? and have not really had that respect of, um, of relationship or being wanted. Um, and so sometimes we will find ourselves selling ourselves short and what we are valued or what we are worth. And we will, you know, fall into the manipulations. We will um, give more than what we receive. We will, you know, spend ourselves short all in order to fill a void that we did not want to deal with um, in our earlier years. You know, some of us have not had um, faithful fathers. Some of us have not had a father. Um, some of us have fathers, but didn't really know how to, to speak to us women. I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening in, <laughs> but um but, but I can only speak from a woman's perspective, right? Um, so nevertheless, you know, we, we, we have all these different avenues that affect us as women. And it doesn't help either as society um, having labels. Um, like I said, they labeled her um, to be tender-eyed. They labeled her not to be good enough, not to meet the, the beauty um, 
measurement or um, perspective of of society. And so now she she um, has this this life that's not being spoken to her. And so low self-esteem and I'm sure depression um, and with all that, it doesn't make you want to carry yourself as such. It, it causes you to just, you know, do whatever, be whatever. And um, once again, once you find somebody that does come your way to feed into that hole or to that void that you're missing, um, we we tend to um, not, once again, value ourselves. We just accept what they are offering to that, that empty hole. We are accepting to what they are offering to that empty space. And there are tons of red flags, okay? <laughs> Let's talk about the flags for a minute, right? There are tons of red flags, and, and this goes for all relationships, whether it be um, sister, brother, um, intimate relationships, you know, best friends, whatever. Um, sometimes we will try to um, buy um, people's attention. Sometimes we will try to overcompensate for people's attention. Why? Because we have been rejected. Because look at it. She's been rejected by her father. He didn't care. He could care less about what she what she was going to have to deal with on the other side. Um, didn't care about her feelings as, like I said, valued as a wife, as as soon to be a mother to some children. You know, like he didn't he didn't think about any of that. He just um found a way to manipulate this man in a sense by using his daughter. Um, but then, so she's not only been um, rejected by her father, but then now she's dealing with rejection now from a man that she is now married. Definitely abandonment issues. Um, she's she's dealing with the, the fact that this man doesn't even want her. <laughs> um, he didn't choose her. He didn't, he, he definitely didn't sign up for her. And so, you know, he's just basically having to basically accept her. And once again, how many of us have had to deal with those types of situations? Um, like you said, Lauren, abandonment issues, daddy issues, um, but even broken relationships or dysfunctional relationships. Um, like I said, we we tend to um, miss those red flags when we know someone is not treating us as such, when we know that someone is not valuing um, who and what we are, but that causes us to have to stand up and to speak life for ourselves. We we have to be the ones to have enough strength, to have enough courage to say, you know, enough's enough. You can't feel that void. <laughs> you haven't been feeling that void. Um, and all the other things that you're bringing in is not worth it. Um, and, and it can be a very lonely and dark place. It can be a very, um, you know, uh, silent cry in a sense, um, because no one's out here just saying, hey, guess what? I have abandonment issues or I have daddy issues or, you know, whatever the case may be. But we tend to show um, what we want or what we need and we aren't even whole. Um, and so what I've learned about Leah, um, like I said, when I was studying this a long time ago, um, one thing that came to me was that um, her name has the word heal in it. And, and so um, that was my revelation is that God wants to heal um, Leah's out here. God wants to heal those 
those of us who are still dealing with some abandonment issues, rejection issues, daddy issues, relationships, dysfunction, because when we aren't um, allowing God to heal us and filling those voids and making us whole, we will continue to be attracted to dysfunction. We will be, con we will continue to be attracted to um, manipulation and rejection. And we wonder why things will never change because once again, we're not standing up and we're not vocalizing at that as well to say, Hey, this is my boundary. And guess what? This is this is what I expect. This is what I'm giving. Um, and and in return, I believe you should, you know, be able to do the same and 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 know how to connect with me. Um, when you have to dumb yourself down, when you have to, um, like I said, sell yourself short or, um, you know, basically pull back who you truly are for the sake of others, there's a problem there. <laughs> and so you need to take some time and heal. And sometimes you have to shut people down. Sometimes you have to let people go. And like I said before, it can be a very dark place. It can be a very silent cry. It There can be some depression that comes with it, but there are definitely resources because I truly believe in therapy. By all means, you definitely want to sign up for that. But you definitely want to find a connection with God so that he can begin to heal you and he can begin to help you become whole. Because I believe that God allows voids to happen in our lives so that we can figure out who he truly is in our lives. Not to say that that's the only thing he can be, but it opens a door for us to connect with him. It's a place where no man can feel. It's no place that no man can um, um, get the credit for. It's no place that, um, like I said, materials or anything can can make us whole. It is only God himself that can allow us to. But we, as the person who is dealing with the rejection, the hurt, the abandonment, we have to be able to be open and recognize and, and say, hey, I'm hurt. <laughs> hey, I'm not good. Hey, I, I need to deal with this. Um, I, I talk about this all the time. You have to deal with the root of things. You know, like I said, sometimes you fit, you don't understand why you keep attracting the same type of people. You don't understand why you keep, um, you know, uh, connecting with the same type of people. Well, maybe there's something that you're trying to feel in your life, in your heart, and you, you, you're not doing it right. You're doing it with everybody else. And so when they don't become that idol or that God to you, um, you know, your world comes crashing down. Um, if you don't give them what they want, you don't get to receive. And that's not the type of God that I know. <laughs> you don't have to give anything to him. He's willing and open to give you whatever you need if you are willing to just be open to having a relationship with him. Um, hello, Miss Cynthia and uh, Elder Birch. Hello, hello. Um, so, you know, you just definitely have to take those moments of reflection. Um, be honest with yourself and to say, hey, you know what? Um, I am dumbing myself down. I am, you know, thinking of myself lower than I ought to. 
And um, I need to figure this out. I need to uh, make some changes. And you definitely, like I said, you definitely, that is a road to healing. That's a road to um, just acknowledging um, where the cuts, where the bruises, where the hole is, and just allowing God's help. Um, like I said, therapy, um, being able to talk about it, be able to, 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 to uh, make strategies to make a healthier mindset for yourself. And that's why I'm really really, really strong in, um, believing this season for, um, uh, affirmation because affirmation does so much. Um, like I said, it may sound weird at first. It may be like, this is, this is dumb. <laughs> um, I don't know what's really going on, but the more you talk about it, the more you speak life of what you want, what you want to receive, what you want to see, those things really do connect spiritually with God. And he will help you to obtain those. He is working on his behalf or on your behalf <laughs> behind the scenes. He is starting to work and build that value even higher. And, and that's what I love about, you know, some of these um, low places, some of these um, places that are broken. Um, the, the, you know, I, I always say this, that the darkest places of my life have been the best places of my life. And I, I can say that now coming out of it, but um in the process, I, you you probably wouldn't hear me say that, but nevertheless, as I respect the process, as I surrendered and and allowed God to heal me, to help me to see, um, you know, I say this all the time that it took me over thirty some years to see how beautiful I really was, um, knowing that I had a beautiful inside, but I could never match it up with the outside, um, and so it caused me to feel as though, like I said, I had. To to overcompensate. Um, I felt like Leah. I felt, you know, rejection uh, um, in a lot of places because the friends that I would hang around, they, they are beautiful women as well. Um, they were always the one to be, you know, hollered at or, um, you know, asked for numbers and so forth. And so, you know, I just always thought, you know, I was the ugly friend. <laughs> I always thought that I wasn't good enough. And so, like I said, because you want something so bad, sometimes you will overcompensate. And I, I finally have come to realize I don't have to overcompensate for anything. Um, and the best thing about it is that every divine connection has been a great connection. It's healthy. It's It doesn't make me feel as though I have to um, lose who I am, dumb down who I am. Um, and and it, it's, it's a wonderful thing, right? When you allow God to choose your friends, <laughs> when you allow God to, to really control your life, um, it, it's amazing. Um, there's less stress. There's less worry. There's less tears. Um, there's less pain. I'm not saying that it's you know, a hundred every day, cause it's not, <laughs> um, but it's much better than when we try to, or when we try to fix it ourselves. Um, so that is really kind of all I wanted to talk about. Like I said tonight, um, just in part one is about Leah and just understand that you have value, understand that you are worth something. And, um, 
God saw her. That's what I want to finish up on um, uh, about Leah is that God didn't leave her empty handed. Um, the amazing thing about Leah is that God opened her womb or gave her the opportunity to become a mother before Rachel. Um, he allowed her to have more children than Rachel um, and to see her value as a woman. Um, because back then their purpose was, and it was no... Um, I know I don't want to sound like um, I'm not all for woman power because, you know, women are capable of doing a lot of things. Right. But back then, um, their purpose was to be able to um, birth children. And so um, if you struggled with that, um, you know, sometimes they always thought, you know, there was something wrong with you or, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm not going to get into all the theological deepness of it all, but nevertheless, um, God knew that Leah struggled with a lot of things. And that, and that's what I really want to encourage you. God sees you. He sees you through it all. Um, but it's her greatest testimony because um, not only, like I said, did she be, she was able to birth um, children, but she birthed like half of Jacob's children. Um, she had about six, kids. Um, and actually one of the children, um, that she birthed actually comes from the genealogy of Jesus. So to, to know that this broken woman, this woman who was rejected, this woman who was manipulated, um, would eventually be somewhere down the bloodline of our savior. And, um, and if it wasn't for this whole mistake, um, you know, what would have happened, right? And so that's what I really want you to, to really understand that nothing is a mistake. We've all been there. We've all come short. We've all dealt with some things, but let's turn it around. Let's find purpose in it. Let's, let's see what God will turn around for his glory. Let's see what um, good things are going to come out of your rejection. Um, what things are you going to be able to produce? Who are you going to be able to help? You know, maybe even will inspire you to do more um, for others um, that may be in the same predicament. I, I can tell you this, our generation, the younger generation behind us definitely needs our help. They definitely need to know that there's hope um, because they definitely feel like Leah. Um, and, and knowing that they're, they just feel too uh, tossed to and fro really don't know what's really going on. And so, um, you know, if you are a teen out there, preteen, um, hold your head up high and there is more to come in life. There is a, a better tomorrow. I promise you that, um, that this world, even though in its craziness, um, there is still an opportunity to live an amazing, great and wonderful life. Um, and, it, it, and it's all promised to us, right? by the grace of God. So um, like I said, that is all I have tonight. I hope you were encouraged by this quick tea that we had tonight. Um, I did not want to hold you too long, um, but I'm excited to um, go into part two. Like I say, we're going to talk about Rachel, her sister, and even kind of conclude how we compare each other as women um, and, you know, on our different flaws. So um, it's going to be some great tea. Um, that will be March 8th will be our next tea time. So stay tuned for more um, affirmations to come. Like I said, I will be posting that here 
after our live ends. And also the following Monday, you will find another affirmation. So make sure you are speaking life, you are living life, and you are loving life. All right. God bless. And we will talk to you all soon. Thank you.